Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Schatzer Says for episode 10, Squad Goals. I'm your host, Mike Schatzer, and today's episode is about the teams that we pull for, usually based upon not where we live. If you're a hometown fan, that's one thing, but my guests today are all like, you know, teams that maybe not where they lived. And our first guest today is the pride of Tullahoma, Tennessee, my man, Travis Hill. Welcome to the show, TH. Good to be here, Mike. Appreciate you inviting me on. Uh, this is this is a distinct honor. I, I think I'm going to enjoy this. <laughs> I hope so. So, tell me, tell me a little bit about what what else is famous in Tullahoma, Tennessee. Uh well, probably George Dickel, Tennessee whiskey. Uh, uh, there's a plant in town that used to, I think, maybe still do make all the leather that goes on Major League Baseballs. Uh, there used to be a Worth baseball bat plant there. A lot of used tos. I don't know. I haven't lived there and. 20 something years. So I, I'm not real sure what's going on today, but I know what used to go on. I hear you. So it sounds like your area is a big baseball area then. Yes. Uh, baseball is almost religion in Southern middle Tennessee. Uh, a lot of, a lot of good, uh, baseball talent has come out of there. Uh, there's two or three major league baseball players at the moment that came from Tullahoma in the surrounding area. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Uh, that's cool. Well, I know you have a background in baseball. A lot of years umpire in baseball, high school, college level, any minor league level. Nope, nope, never got that far. Uh, umpire school uh, did that for a couple of years with the the major league training, and uh, got back into high school and college or yeah, college stuff, and uh, did that for you know twenty three or so years. Uh, basically retired now, uh, living the, <laughs> living the, living the dad life, doing the dad taxi thing. I got you. I got you. So you gave up. You don't miss being behind the plate anymore? Yep. 95 mile an hour fastballs to the forearm are not as appealing as they once were. You know, when Amy and I got married, the year I got the, we got married, I did a lot of softball and baseball at the high school level. And I could make, you know, four or 500 bucks a week. I was oh, yeah. hustling, you know, five, six days a week. But, what you know, I, I took a shot off the cup off of a foul tip that went off the plate and came up underneath the cup and hit me right in the couillons. And, you know, I was very thankful I wore a cup, you know, that, that day at least. And my kids are thankful that I wore a cup that day. Uh, I can count on this many fingers how many times I've been hitting the cup. And Ugh. praise the Lord, I had the thing on. <laughs> right, right. So let, let's talk about baseball first. Middle Tennessee, growing up, who did you pull for? Who do you still pull for? Well, this, this may sound strange, but uh, Chicago Cubs fan. Because WGN was a superstation, and we got uh, – the Chicago Cubs and WGN every afternoon uh, come home from school and they would be on TV and fell in love with Harry Carey, Harry <laughs> Carey and Steve Stone. And, uh, you know, Oh God, Steve, put out that cigar. It stinks. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> well, I, figured, I figured you know, living in Tennessee, you'd be a Braves fan. Cause you know, growing up, I'm a few years older than you, not many, but a few years older. Than you. I remember growing up watching the Braves, on TBS, they always started at like 7.05 or 7.35. It's an odd time to start a game. Yeah, Ted Turner came up with that weird five after thing. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if it still does that or not. But, yeah, Atlanta's about three hours away from where I'm from, and uh, I'd watch the Cubs during the day and the Braves at night. Uh, well, I was a Braves fan. I kept up with them, followed them, went to a lot of games, went to see the Cubs play in Atlanta a lot. Uh, had my picture <laughs> made with Don Zimmer when I was a kid. Good old Popeye. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you both was, bought the time. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the the Braves. I mean, it, it's not like I dislike the Braves. I just they were my second favorite team. I mean, right? 
a lot of lot of famous Braves players, and you know, kept up with them a lot too. I hear you. Have you ever been to a, a Cubs game in Wrigley? Oh yes, uh, first one I ever went to. It was the uh, summer before fifth grade. Uh, never forget it. I mean, I, I can still I can close my eyes right this minute and remember the sights and the smells when I walked into the stadium. Exactly the exact uh, staircase we walked up to get into the bowl and looking at the big green scoreboard. And I mean, it's I can it's. I, I'm, I've got goosebumps just thinking about it again. Wrigley Field is a magical place. Really, that's pretty. That's a cool story. I mean, I've been to, I've been to Phillies games both at the old Vet and the new stadium, and I've been to the uh, Brave, not the Braves. I've been to a Braves game, a Mariners Braves game at Turner Field, not at Fulton County right. Stadium. Right. I've been to uh, I've been to Turner. Yeah. I've been to some. Uh, I've been to um, Baltimore, both Memorial Stadium and the New Park. So I mean, I've been to a bunch of ball fields, but when you can remember the sights and smells as a fifth grader, you're probably yeah. what, 10, 10, 11 was, years old. I was not quite ten. I was nine something. Right. What's the chances that the Cubs won that game? Mm, they played the Pirates, and I don't really remember if they won or not. I really wasn't paying attention to that part. I was just soaking in all the experiences. I got gotcha. you. More than likely, back then the Cubs were awful. God, they were. I think they were. That was one of the years that they were horrible. Right. But I didn't care. <laughs> I hear you. How often do you get to a Cubs game? You try to go back every year or well, every once. Uh, last time was 2016. This summer they won the won the series. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, don't get there as much as I'd like to. I mean, the tickets are ungodly expensive and really hard to get your hands on. Right. When, when you can actually go to the games. Uh, and uh, you know, Chicago going to Chicago itself is not cheap. And it's and it's 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 an experience. It's fun, and I love it. It's my on earth if it didn't snow seventeen feet a year. But uh, I would probably live there right now. But uh, I love going to Wrigley Field. Uh, it's the funniest thing about when we went in two thousand sixteen is I got to take my kids. Right, and it's it's kind of a, it's a it's a not necessarily a family experience at times because the fans are crazy. But that's part of, that's part of the experience is because the fans are crazy. Right. Uh, it's it's just fun and and seeing seeing children there and seeing parents there and grandparents and just it's a generational thing that if you're a Cubs fan you, you kind of got to hang on to them for life and teach your kids how to love them because God knows they're they're not good all the time but they're fun to watch <laughs> and it's entertaining. Who who sang "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" the game you went in 2016? Do you know? Oh gosh, I think. Oh, let me think. It, I, they did it on the scoreboard. It was it wasn't a live one. Uh, okay. It seems like it may have been some legends, like maybe Ryan Sandberg and Andre Dawson and some of those guys. And the Hawk Ernie and Banks. Rhino, huh? Yeah, Ernie Banks. I, I think I can't remember. I have to look back at some pictures and see. I, I don't know. I got you. I, I didn't mean to put you on the spot like that. That's pretty. No, no, no. That's their tra- tradition in the Cubs game. Is someone singing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" oh, seventh yeah. inning stretch? You know, that's you that's be, their thing. Two or three Budweisers deep by then too to have to get the whole Harry Carey experience. <laughs> You know, I've, I've never been to Chicago, and I want to eat my way through Chicago. Like, I watch, you know, all those shows about Chicago food, the pizza and the sandwiches and the steaks and the – I don't, I don't know. I, 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 love, I think I'd love that trip. Al's Italian beef, Giordano's pizza. Uh, yeah, I, I, can, I can send you – Miller's Pub's great. They, I can send you some places in Chicago. You'll, you'll weigh 700 pounds when you leave, but it, who cares? <laughs> all right, so besides the Cubs, I know you are a – you should be from Western PA. You are a huge Steelers fan, correct? Well, yes, and I didn't come by that necessarily honestly. Uh, that was a stipulation on a second date with my wife. My wife's whole family's from Pittsburgh, and she said, "I'll be a Cubs fan if you're you can become a Steelers fan, and we'll we'll continue this relationship." And well, that's twenty some odd years ago. So. <laughs> 
Now, did you did you pull for anyone NFL wise before then? Uh, not really. I really wasn't even that much of a football fan because there was no team in Tennessee at the time. The Titans didn't show up till what ninety eight, ninety nine, whenever that was. Right. Uh, just I really wasn't a f- huge football person for really one reason because football season showing up meant to me that baseball season was over, and oh. it was kind of a you know. A, Heck with you, football. I, I want my baseball to stick around longer. But I've learned to love football. I mean, I'm so excited about the playoffs this weekend, I can't hardly wait. Well, I know that you're a big fan, and I appreciate your wife, Heather, you know, for turning you on to the Steelers fans. You know, we're, we're everywhere. I mean, I've been to Steelers-Panthers game in North Carolina, and I felt like I was back in Pittsburgh. All I saw was terrible oh, yeah. tunnels, and everyone's, you know, cheering. Have you been to a Steelers game yet? I have. I've been to one in Pittsburgh and several in Cincinnati and one or two in Nashville. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I hear you. We used to go to whatever the Panthers. It always felt like the Panthers and the Steelers would play in the preseason when we lived in Charlotte, and we'd go every couple of years yeah. to that game. Because, uh, you know, NFL season is also during high school football season, so it's kind of hard to get to a game sometimes. But we made it work. We actually went to a Thursday night game. I think they played the Steelers-Panthers. It was cool. I've been to the old Three River Stadium in yeah. Pittsburgh, but never to Heinz Field. So yeah. I'm dating myself, you know. Oh, uh, I get that. You know. I mean, that's, that's real football, that old AstroTurf, and it's cold like falling on a parking lot. <laughs> well, I know that every time the Steelers game, it's always a big to-do at the Hill Bar. There's always some sort of crazy menu item. Like, I, do you place your menu items on based on Steelers or on who they're playing? Uh, both. We always we do, a, we do a Pittsburgh dish, and then we find some dish that's uh, local to whoever they're playing. That's awesome. What a great idea. I mean, we've been to one of your Sunday afternoon Steelers games, and we were there for a long time, and I'm glad my wife was able to drive home because I don't think I'd have been able to. We Too much to eat, too much to drink, too many laughs, and the food was out of this world. That's all i got to say about that. Well, that, That's that's our goal, uh, to watch some football, eat, drink, laugh, have fun. Sad thing is, is this year with COVID, we had to shut the bar down just because you can't have 14 people in your basement for 12 hours and, you know. It just it couldn't be done. So the Hill Bar's been closed this year, and we hopefully, the goodness, are going to get it open back up next year. But it, I really look forward to those days. They're a whole lot of fun. I agree. Now, are you doing anything special food-wise for the Steelers-Browns game this uh, Probably Saturday? not, just because the game's not till 8-15 Saturday or Sunday night. Right. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? We may come up with something. Uh, I hear it. Drink some Iron City. Like yeah. I hadn't had I the Iron it. City in a while. Yeah, but, I know. But, we, one, t- one time we did a pierogi and sausage dinner when the Steelers played the Bengals, maybe, and it was awesome. I mean, I'm sitting there in front of the TV eating pierogies and uh, Polish sausage and watching the Steelers game. Kind of had a little flashback to like my grandma and grandpa's house back in the you know, right. '80s. You know, my mm-hmm. grandpa was a huge Steelers fan and uh, loved Chuck Noll. You know, Chuck Noll's a good son of a bitch. That got, you know, I remember I see my grandpa just shaking his cane, the Colonel, as we used to call him. And he never was in the military, but, you know, huge Steelers fan. So, you know, are there any Tennessee teams that you pull for being from Tennessee? Well, uh, being the uh, an alum of Middle Tennessee State University, got to pull for my Blue Raiders. Uh, <laughs> they, right. uh, they've they been decent basketball here in the past few years, and their football team's kind of here and there. You never know what you're going to get. They're pretty good, though, occasionally. A uh, uh, few, few players in the NFL. Uh, oh, gosh, there's a, a Titan that was a – MTSU guy, and there's a, a Cleveland Brown that's an MTSU guy. There's a few scattered around the league, so it's a decent football program. It's fun to watch. 
I hear you. I hear you. Well, so it's funny. So your teams came about based upon your soon to be nuptials with your current wife and your only wife. Not say current. Like you like your like your uh, Wayne Newton or something getting married every couple of years. But you know, your wife, your wife, Heather, made you a fan and WGN and Harry Carey made you a Cubs fan. So, you know, that's what it's all about. How you pick up your teams. You know, everyone has a different reason. So. You know, I, I love it. Great stories as always, TH. You always have something funny and you always make me laugh. Uh, let's 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 get on here again sometime to maybe talk about some Tennessee whiskey. You know, oh yeah, we can do that. I couldn't figure out how to get you on the Bourbon Palooza to get you from a remote to the microphone that I have now, but I think I figured it out. So thanks again for joining me, dude. I appreciate it. Happy New Year. Go Steelers. Race hell on Saturday night in your neighborhood. Just don't shoot off any guns or nothing like that. But you know, no, no, race. No. Race hell for the Steelers. Before you leave, who's your Super Bowl pick? Give me your two teams. Uh, I guess I got to say the Steelers on the AFC side, and we're going NFC. Oh, I still haven't really figured that out yet. I'm going to go with uh, – oh, geez, that's a tough one. I mean, Tampa could go, but I think Seattle might be better. I, I don't know. Uh, let's let's go Steelers and Tampa. Huh, Steelers-Tampa. So Steelers, have, that, that's a tough game against Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland really – concerns me i know they beat the steelers in the last game of the year and they didn't have big ben but they ran the ball right at us all freaking night and they got two yeah. really good running backs that we didn't stop so i'm concerned I, that that one that game for me is a pick em. I, I don't know which way to go and i maybe i shouldn't be so unbiased because i am a steelers fan but i kind of find it harder for me to pick the steelers as a super bowl champion because i'm a fan you know what i mean i'll be like, oh, you're just picking them because it's the, you're in their team but you know, I think I went with Buffalo versus New Orleans was my Super Bowl pick. So we'll see how it goes from there. Yeah, but Kansas City makes me nervous too. We got to get somebody to beat them to get them out yeah. of the way. But yeah, that's right. Well, TH, happy Friday. Enjoy your weekend. I will talk to you soon again. So don't go anywhere, folks. We got more guests coming up. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, bud. All right. All right. We're going to welcome our next guest, Andy Buford. Andy's an old coworker of mine from Oldham County. And welcome, Andy, to the show. Oh, thank you. Uh, longtime listener, first time caller, I guess. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, we're talking about the, the, the episode's called Squad Goals. It's about the teams that we pull for. And you're, you're a bit of an anomaly, Andy. So, you're a Northern Kentucky guy born and bred, correct? Correct. Yes. Born and raised in Erlanger, Kentucky. Uh oh. There we go. So Cincinnati, Ohio. Well, that's my next question. Which Cincinnati teams do you pull for? Uh, the Reds. Like that—that that has been one that I have pulled for. Um, as a kid, I remember always being a Reds fan, and 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 heck, it's been a long time since they've experienced much uh, postseason success. But I do remember watching the 1990 World Series and uh, Game One. Eric Davis, I believe, it was in the first inning, hit a home run, and it was like just the feeling of like they can do this like they're gonna beat the a's because the a's were you know uh the powerhouse heck they might have been defending world champions i think they were and uh and i remember eric davis's home run it just kind of was the shot the city was like okay <laughs> okay this isn't just making it to the world series and, and watching billy hatcher who was like on fire and he he batted like 700 and something in the world series and then game four he gets hit with a pitch um and i think he 
like broke his hand. He leaves the game. Eric Davis dives for a ball in left field and lands and like punctures a, a kidney or something. And and it's like they gotta win now <laughs> because like all their firepower was gone. But I do remember that. And, and so I've been a Reds fan now. I, I will be honest. I don't watch a lot of baseball anymore. It, like it's more of a in the summertime. It might be in on in the background where I don't necessarily dive into watching a whole lot and actually this year with covid i i didn't i can't say i actually i know i watched one inning of baseball i think the reds got back into it late and it was like oh they're coming and i turned on like they were playing maybe milwaukee and i watched their league go from two nothing to three two and i was like they don't need me watching <laughs> and so i turned it off never watched another um game this year i hear you but you know amy was at that world series her grandpa worked at a Mercedes dealership in Cincinnati and somehow he got tickets and I think my mom or uh, Amy's mom and her went or Amy's grandma but, but somehow all four of them got to go to at least one game so that was awesome. you know, she, she talks about that 90s World Series all right so other sports though so you don't pull for do you pull for UC or the Bengals or anyone like that Okay, I wouldn't say I root against UC or anything. They're they're just not, uh, you know, not my favorite team. And, and like when it comes to college football, I'm kind of like I started watching college football later in life. Probably, heck, I might have been 19 or 20 before right. I started like investing in watching college. Right, I would catch it. And so I really don't have a favorite college football team. I, I and I think college football, like I'm a former football coach, and, and you know that, and and I think college football is so much about the coaches that you kind of lock in on the like the Nick Saban personalities and, and people like that, that and 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 so you, I watch a game and I can sit down and I can turn on any game and be like, okay, this is what I want to, I just want to see good football, like right. during a given game, like watching the playoffs. Uh, I won't root for Notre Dame. I don't like Brian Kelly and don't like Notre Dame. <laughs> so uh, that, that's one um, that I, I don't root for. But like watching Ohio State Clemson game the other night, it was like, all right, this is fun watching Ohio State's firepower. Now, Clemson, let's get this a little bit closer because I don't want to watch a blowout. But right. um, so, you know, so college football, I really don't um, have a favorite team. But, but like, I would. When I Cincinnati's playing Georgia, I, I rooted for Cincinnati. Like, right, I got you. Because that's not just you know where I I was from there, but it was the underdog type of thing. Like, okay, you know what, you guys showing that maybe. And, and I don't think. I mean, I think this year's playoff showed that there was. There's probably two good teams, two right. teams that can compete. I don't. And Alabama and Ohio State, maybe a blowout game one way or the other. Anyway, but um, maybe there's not. But I think there had to be three, and like Notre Dame showed in their last two games, in my opinion, they did not belong. Right. Like, but there, some years there's just not four. I think last year was a year like that. There wasn't four. Right. Um, I got gotcha. you. Now, how about NFL wise? Who do you pull for NFL wise? NFL wise, I'm a San Francisco 49er fan. Uh, love the 49ers, but I can tell you why. Like, um, yeah, tell me why. I want to know. Like, so much, you know, when you're picking your fandom, I think a lot of I've been a fan of the 49ers since you know, as long as I can remember. The first Super Bowl I vividly remember watching was Super Bowl 19 when they played the Miami Dolphins. And I think that, like, reflecting back when you sent me this text asking me, I was like, I know this is going to come up. Like, I'm not from that area. Most people, right, exactly. Like, that was my point. Are you? 
And so, um, you know, most people, when they're picking their fandom, it's, you know, they, they either follow, you know, maybe what their dad was a fan of. Right. Yep. They pick the opposite just to drive their dad nuts right. and doing things like that. Well, you know, my, uh, I had, um, I have several older brothers and my older brother, um, Bobby, he passed away two years ago, but he was a, a fan of the 49ers and he's about 10 years older than me. And, and so like when you're, Let's see, that Super Bowl, I think, was around 1985-ish, somewhere around there, you know. Yeah, and, know. Um, yeah, it was the 84-85 season because the Bears were the 85 Bears and they won in 86. So, and that's Super Bowl 20. So, uh, I was probably seven or eight years old. My brother, um, Bobby, was like, he's like 10 years older than me. So, uh, he, he was a 49er fan and I probably just started, you know, watching and rooting and, and you know, my older brother liked this team. And so then I started rooting for him. And then the next time they're up in the Super Bowl, you know, I've been rooting for the 49ers for a couple of years. And they're playing the Bengals, which I'm from that area. And, and my right. my sister's a Bengals fan, my aunt, like, I want the 49ers to win. And um, so I became a 49er fan from that aspect because, I mean, I think that part of the appealing thing is, is when you're a young kid and you start watching sports, uh, it's real easy to be a front runner like right. when you're seven to 12 years old uh i mean heck some seven to 12 year olds favorite team changes yearly like right yeah and, and how do you blame are you bandwagon yes they're bandwagon <laughs> but they're, they're kids right and right so, yeah so for me and and the 49ers you know really were never bad until i became an adult i mean right. during that time they and then they and uh the, probably the here's a funny story one i've seen the 40 i went and saw the 49ers play in cincinnati in 1999 okay and this is the year that steve young got knocked out and he so they had no quarterback and this is probably the first year the 49ers were awful that i ever remember watching them <laughs> and uh and I got tickets and it's in December and it's cold and it's raining and I'm at the game and just sitting there and wore my 49er gear and just watch the Bengals beat the hell out of the 49ers. I mean, just miserable. Like, knew it was coming, all of this. And the Bengals weren't great then, but the 49ers were just like no quarterback. Um, and I'm walking out of the stadium, me and my brother, he went with me, uh, not, not Bobby, but my other brother, Doug. And, and we're pretty much all 49er fans. All my brothers are uh, probably for that same reason. I don't know. I can't speak for why my brother Bobby became a 49er fan, but we pretty much all just followed suit. Um, and me and my brother, Doug, were walking out of the stadium. We got 49er stuff on and this guy, uh, it was at the old stadium riverfront. And he's cool. like, looks at me and he's like, Jerry Rice is old and washed up and he sucks. <laughs> and I was just like, what do you think? They just got, I'm pretty sure the it was like 45 to 24. So it was a beating. <laughs> and, right. and uh, but Jerry Rice had over a hundred yards and three touchdowns. And I just looked <laughs> at the guy and I'm like, he might be, but you couldn't tell that today. <laughs> right. Uh, and Jerry Rice ended up going on for a few years and um, a few more years and playing, um, it played in the Super Bowl for the Raiders. Right. He had some yeah. good years. So I've been a 49er fan and like that, that's my big fandom. The one that I follow a lot. Um, like in 2000, Joe Montana and Ronnie Lott, um, 
A, and there was another 49er. Can't he was an older 49er from like the 70s. They went in the Hall of Fame, and, my, and me and my brother um, Bobby, we just you know got it's in July, I think July, August. Like, hey, we're going. We got a hotel room in Canton, Ohio. We got in That's the car, awesome. we drove, drove the five hours, and this is that was back when they did the induction on the steps of the Hall of Fame. Right, and we get there, and it's in. Um, and then my brother Doug um, and his wife and my brother-in-law, they they call and, and cell phones are n- newish at that time. And <laughs> I know I had one, and uh, and we told them where we were staying, and they decided, hey, they were going to drive up too. And so we ended up, uh, me and my brother Bobby, we we get dinner in uh, the hotel, and, and the lady, you know, serving us, she's asking us why we're there and it's like isn't it obvious <laughs> it's hall of fame weekend people don't right. come to canton very often and uh <laughs> he's like well and gave us some pointers and and back like i don't know how it is now that they have it in the stadium but you don't you didn't have to have a ticket or anything you just showed up and she's like but you got to get there at like six o'clock in the morning at the latest to like have a view and uh it was the year joe montana went in ronnie lott went in howie long um I think the Steelers owner might have went in. Dan Rooney. Yeah, I think I don't he, know. so big, like huge crowds there. It right. was packed. Um, but it was awesome. If you've never been to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, I, I recommend it. It's a pretty cool experience. I've never been. I've never been. Hall of Fame weekend's a good one too, because that that's when there's a lot of people there. Like we, you know, I met Roger Craig there that weekend and um <laughs> were was in a in the Hall of Fame pro shop and dan fouts was in line behind me um checking out i mean it was just it's kind of it's neat if you neat experience that's pretty cool i know there's one more team i want to talk about why are you a duke blue devils fan it's just uh, here in kentucky yes i'm that's a duke the, blue devil fan that that's the that's the one that, that usually i have to do some explaining because um you, you either love duke or you hate duke and there's no you can take them so uh, i became a duke I, I started watching college basketball I, I can vividly remember probably the first time i watched like the nc del boy tournament and got into it was in 1990 <clears throat> and that was the year duke played unlv in the national championship and they just got their door blown I mean, they got, but I was rooting for them. It was one of those, I picked the rooting interest going into the final four, probably. I probably didn't watch the whole tournament at that age. I was probably 12, probably didn't, you know, vest in the whole tournament. Because it it wasn't, yes, it was a big deal, but it wasn't like it is now. It wasn't on all day and there was no internet. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So probably during the final four, I picked, you know, I'm going to root for Duke. And they, they got their doors blown off, but but I but I stayed with them, and then the next year I I, I followed them a little clo- you know more closely throughout the season. Um, then they they beat them, they beat UNLV in the Final Four, and, and then I was hooked. It was one of those, you know I was 12 year old, I jumped on the bandwagon. They were good, and, and it always comes up, and, and I never made this connection until um, later in life. I I, I read the book. Uh, Oh, I forget what it's called. It's like greatest college basketball game ever played. It's about the Duke and Kentucky game. Uh, right. And I think that Wojan, Wojanowski or whatever from ESPN wrote it. And right. I read the book. And I never made the connection of like, I grew up in Kentucky, but if you like at the age I started paying attention to basketball, that was when Kentucky was on probation. 
they weren't on TV. And or uh, games were only allowed to be on um, tape delayed. And so they weren't in the tournament. And, you know, so I, I and no one at my house was a Kentucky fan, which is, uh, you know, usually it's it's a it's a family tradition there. Um, and so I, I be, was a Duke fan then. And then from then on, I've been a Duke fan. Um, had an opportunity uh, two years ago when Duke and Kentucky played one another. It, it was my brother who, um, who Bobby, who passed away, he had bought tickets um, to watch or to go to um, the UK Duke game with his son, who's a big UK fan. Uh, and and my other brother Doug was gonna go, and they had tickets. And and my brother Bobby died like a week before the game, and mm. so my my nephew he's like, hey, do you want to go? And at first I was like, heck yeah, I want to go. And, and then, but they my brother Doug he he was the one that was going. He works third shift, and so he was gonna just drive all night. Like he didn't bother him. They were driving to Indianapolis and driving back the next day wow. because my brother's funeral was actually the next day. And uh-huh. um, and so then I, I'm start thinking about it. I'm like, man. Then I'm so we're gonna drive. It's it was the late game. It was a nine o'clock game. I was gonna get back in Oldham County at like four a.m. and then have to turn around and go right back to Northern Kentucky uh. with with uh, Tanya and the girls. And it was like, you know what? And then I also had a friend uh, um, who I talk to pretty much every day, who's a big UK fan. And this is that was like Zion Williamson's first game, and and that crew, and he had me. He's like, yeah, Duke's gonna be better, but not at the beginning of the season. Kentucky will beat them by twenty. And I mean, I'm sitting there going, I don't want to watch Kentucky beat Duke by twenty, and then stay up all night to do it. I ended up not going, and and then, uh, yeah, we know what happened. It went the other way, and I never, I still don't let my friend Dave down. Like. I mean, I've been wrong on some predictions, but 50 points wrong? Right. <laughs> You're way off, man. So, yeah, I'm Duke fan. Um, don't, any you know. How many Duke games have you been to? How many Duke games have I been to? I, I went and watched Duke and Kentucky play in New York in 2001. Uh, I think I've been to four Duke games. Um Hmm, I, I saw cool. I went to they played in Indianapolis in the NCAA tournament. Uh, and then I saw they've all been like at sites. I've never gone to Durham. My, right. Like okay. my brother, my brother has. He's also a Duke fan. And, and probably the greatest um coup that I've accomplished uh probably out um was my nephew, Chad. His dad is the only UK fan in our family. And, um, and going right along with you're either a fan of who you're, or um, me and my brothers, uh, we turned Chad into a Duke fan from like huh. as a little kid. And he is a he's a more of a like he is the Duke fan that he knows the recruiting class is coming. He he follows them that intently. And um, I just remember when he was like eight or nine i mean he's like 25 now and still a big fan but um but i remember when he's like eight or nine my brother paul would have to buy duke stuff and i would just laugh <laughs> because i'm like yes awesome it worked 
<laughs> the coup. We turned him into a Duke fan. It's awesome. Thank you for your time and questions, dude. I appreciate you. Happy New Year. Good luck next week in school. And uh, one last thing before we leave. What's your Super Bowl prediction? Who's going to be in the Super Bowl? Um, I, I think it's going to be the Buffalo Bills and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, I, I agree with you. With Buffalo. I, said, I said Buffalo, New Orleans. It's hard to bet against Tom Brady. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, this is a guy, like, talking about fandom, like, I m- most people hated the Patriots. But, like, the 49ers were bad for a lot of when the Patriots were good. And I just kind of appreciated the – the, I mean, you got one guy that start been the starting quarterback in what nine out of fifty four Super Bowls. That's right. that's impressive, and um, he's my age. <laughs> like he's forty three years old, and he's out there and still doing. I mean, we threw for forty touchdowns this year, and I agree. four thousand yards, and it's hard to bet against him. I mean, and and I heard this stat, um, which kind of amazed me. Bill Belichick, the two stats I'm going to throw at you. I know that you're uh, probably running out of time, but um, Bill Belichick has won only 40% of his games that Tom Brady wasn't the starting quarterback. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So, like, the answer uh, to the question might have been it was Brady <laughs> because yeah. this year it was not. The, the Patriots were not very good. And then the other stat I heard, and this is dealing with um, Brady being the starting quarterback in a Super Bowl. We all think of Steph Curry as the the greatest, you know, three point shooter probably in NBA history, right? Uh, and because his percentage is forty three percent, he's forty three percent from three point land in his career. Tom Brady has started forty five percent of the Super Bowls. Wow. Or no, no, forty five percent, forty five percent of the time in his career, he's been the starting quarterback in the Super Bowl. So. <laughs> He's more likely to make a Super Bowl in his career than Steph Curry is to make a three-point shot. Think about that. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Man, good stat, dude. Hey, thanks for having me on, man. I enjoyed it. All right, Andy. Talk to you soon. See ya. younger days it's my man jason zach from north carolina but not really you're originally from where zach uh, hold on man uh, i feel like you're setting me up to fail for one <laughs> and then, for two how come i'm not hearing that uh that music do you do that is that a post up thing it's, it's, a, it like a tune. it's a post-production thing man you're learning yeah. here see yeah. Yeah. see i was expecting we're talking to some music i was looking forward to that i don't hear i don't hear the music <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm from, um, well, I went to the university of Akron, but I'm from Northeast Ohio, um, born in Cleveland, moved to Chippewa Lake, um, went to Cloverleaf, the leaf, um, you know, Medina County, um, went to Akron, uh, lived in Akron for a while, worked, worked at a private school in Akron, um, and then moved down South, met you, um, worked at several schools, coached at several schools. Um, you know, now I've got roots and ties down in North Carolina, but yeah, I'm still, Ohio's the heart of it all. And, you know, I kind of still, I'll, I'll still bleed blood for the Ohioans. 
I hear you. Well, our, our episode this week is about teams we pull for, squad goals. You know, and I'm getting some people who are straight hometown fans and some people who are roamers like me. And you're a roamer like me. You're like you said, you're originally from Cleveland, you know. So Browns, you gotta be excited. Browns finally made the playoffs this year. Yeah. You know, after after you such know, a long drought. What's you know the, the last the last time my, my oldest daughter's eighteen. Um she was born on December eleventh. She was about a month old. And our friend Kevin Kimmel in Akron, Ohio got her a a Browns onesie and it was yeah. sweet. Um, but that was the last success <laughs> that Browns have had since that time. She's a senior in high school now. So for context. Wow. <laughs> but That's my brother and I were talking about it. It's like think about 18 years. Like when you think about this the a length of 18 years for some programs, that's between a national championship, a Super Bowl, a whatever a championship. You're like, wow, it's been 18 years, it's been a long time since you guys. Oh, oh, what's that? Making the playoffs? Just just making the playoffs? It's been 18. Come on. That's so dumb. Well, now, since you're a you're a you've always been a Browns fan. Were when the Browns left Cleveland and went to Baltimore, why didn't you become a Baltimore fan? No, no, no. Um, Art Modell. I've got to remember you have listeners, so I gotta watch my go-to words where I wanna start describing people. <laughs> um no, man. Although Ozzie Newsom went and ran ran some things over there, they're, look, they're successful. They are. They're always at the top. They make good decisions. You know, it'd be easy to pull for them. But no, that's just not where I wasn't born in Baltimore. I've got no allegiance to them. Um, you know, you're talking about roamers. You know, part part of it was when I really got into sports. We'll say middle school, maybe a little bit of elementary too, but probably middle school. You know, pretty hard, and then of course high school and whatnot. But I always had what I called my my homeboys and my boys, you know, so my homeboys were my, my homeboy, my Cleveland team, the Indians. Of course, I was an Indians fan. They're my homeboys. But then I had my boys, Kansas City Royals. Why were they my boys? I don't know. Since like the fourth grade, you know, I played baseball. Uh, George Brett was my idol, you know, stuff like that. So I've always had my, you know, so the Browns, you know, but those were my homeboys. But my boys were the Raiders, uh, probably about nine years old, by fourth grade, um, you know, I, I could talk on and on, you know, about stuff like that. But then you kind of, so I just have like allegiance to one team. But, but no, I don't flop teams. And, you know, one year I like, I, you know, I've coached players that have gone on to, or kids that have gone on to the NFL and stuff. And I'll, I'll pull for them, you know. Right. But I'm not necessarily pulling for their team to win, per se. So I forgot you like the Royals. And that's not, I mean, the Royals. They've never really been, they were good for like two years. They're kind yeah, of like the Phillies, you know. You know. A couple years ago, they won it all. A few years ago, they won it all. Yeah, but then they Better were for. But before that, they were god awful. So I mean, you know, it's fine. I forgot you like the Royals and you do like the Raiders. I used to use your the Raiders voice. I think you just like the silver and black, you know. <laughs> but yeah, and then you know, I'd follow hockey. Maybe I had the Buffalo Sabers. Why Buffalo? I don't know. Um, Alexander McGillney. I love that dude. Number eighty nine. Um, used to collect hockey cards before. Rent really anything. It, uh, Eric Lindros cards. I bet I have a hundred Eric Lind- Lindros rookie cards somewhere. Of, really? Of so I really got into hockey and Buffalo Sabres were my team. Shoot, I used to go down to the the lake at, at Chippewa in my car and tune into station 550 AM and be able to catch the Buffalo Sabres. And then I could tune into 660 out of New York and catch uh, St. John's. I, I've been a St. John's Redmond fan. That's or right. Red I forgot but ever since they changed the name of the storm, they've gone downhill. Should we start connecting dots? I don't know. I'm just saying. Do some research on that. Um, but God, Malik Seeley was my boy. Um, you know, back in Robert Wardan, Boo Harvey, all these guys. Um, Felipe Lopez, he never 
turned out, you know, to be the next Jordan or whatever. But, um, you know, he brought a lot of energy. And, yeah, I've always been a St. John's fan. I was in New York a, a few years ago. And um, Chris Mullen, I believe, had walked right by me. We, we, we had just come out of um, the subway station. I didn't realize Grand Central Station was under Madison Square Garden. Where no. I didn't, I didn't realize any of that. So we had pulled up on the street. Buses are going by, making sense of the buildings. And here comes this dude, good-looking guy, tall, you know, a dapper, sw- swings by real quick. And I said to my wife, "Man, that guy looked just like uh, um, Chris Mullen, you know, who was now the the coach for St. John's at the time. Not now, but this right. few years." Um, I'm like, I think it was him. And she's like, uh, what could be, you know, we're, you know, this, I'm like, oh, this is Madison. I'm like, holy crap. It probably is him. He's probably going to work. So, um, he had already ran down the, yeah, he was, I mean, he, he walked fast. I ran down the stairs fast, ran like I was being chased. I ran like I was being chased. I don't run. I don't run unless I'm being chased, but I ran to try to catch him. And he must've got on a a train and missed him. Like, man, I swear to God, that was him, but that would've been cool catching up. But I was even a fan of him back in the day and Luke. Sweet Lou Carnesecca, um, you know, always wear the Cosby sweaters on the sidelines. I just love that style. You know, basketball coaches crack me up because they'll wear suits. And to, to me, it's like, wait, you, you going on a job interview? What, what's going on? Like, who's in a suit? You know, it doesn't make sense to me. But then I'm a soccer guy, an English premier guy, and you'll see some of these guys in suits. You're like, all right, you're wearing that on the bus. And you got right. off the bus. You look good, but come on, man, you're going to coach in that suit? I don't know. I don't get it. You know, get, going back to your, your Buffalo Sabres, Mike Harvey's a big Sabres fan. And I remember the only the, the only guy I remember from the Buffalo Sabres, besides McGillney, now you're, that rings a bell, but was Miroslav Zatan. His jersey said oh, yeah, M. Yeah. Satan on it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, man. I was like, that's pretty cool. I guess really it's not cool, but, I mean, yeah, to me. Robert, Chuck, um, God, I, I don't remember. I, I mean, literally, you're, you asked me to talk about sports, and it's other than me coaching, I, I don't really follow – I have we it's not like I've got the direct T I don't have direct TV. I don't I'm not catching big games. You know, I'll catch the the Buckeyes play, you know, because they're my boys. Uh, or my homeboys, my boys with Penn State. Um so I'll catch them play Alabama, which I know, you know, you're you have some loyal and loyalty and some legion too. So um that'll be interesting. Should so be a good I'll, game. But literally I'll probably watch on my phone because I have an app. It, so it's not like I'm on a big my a screen TV, I'm watching a game. It's we it's like delayed. You know, so it's like, I guess I just don't have sports as a priority as much maybe as they used to be in life. Right. But I do have, I do have a lot of fond memories and, uh, and I, you know, I was telling you earlier, I, I, my team would lose, man, I'd, I'd be ruined and I'd get so mad, like fighting mad. Um, and I don't know if it's maturity because I'm not mature. I'm still an idiot deep down. So it's, it can't be maturity. Um, but I think one day it just dawned on me, like, you know what? Like I coach and I, I pick a team, I develop a system and I train them and I do what I do. And, and when we lose, that loss is on me, you know? Um, so I take that personally and that stings. And, but it dawned on me, you know, the, you know, the Indian, you know, the Browns, like none, none of these guys gave me a phone call. I'm not in the locker room. I'm not on the sidelines grabbing one of these. Well, I'm not allowed to use certain words, but I'm not on the sidelines grabbing some of these guys by their face mask and getting in their face, you know, and getting right. in their eyes and, and uh, getting in their head. And uh, so it, it dawned on me. I'm, I don't have any direct contact with any of that. Whether they win or lose is irrelevant on me, to me. Right. So it's like, I don't know. Why, why do I get so mad? Um, but yeah, so, but the other day when, but you know, it's like now that the Browns are like, come on, finally, 
something, of course, going in. The coach has COVID. Everyone's co- no one's going to playing Steelers, of course. Big Ben's coming back. He's only got a couple years left. And, I mean, everything's stacked against the Browns. I've been saying if, even if we do make it, it'll be a one and done, which I can't complain or I shouldn't complain. But at the same time, as a coach <laughs> who's coached teams who have had athletes and X's and O's, you know, or the Joes, or, right. or coach non-athletes and you know you're dealing at x and o's you just don't have the the joes to win um you know it's like oh who's going to take over the browns and stuff they pick stefanski i'm thinking if, I, if i'm a nfl coach or even an offensive coordinator whoever I, i'd have to be drooling thinking look at the weaponry i'm surrounded by like how is that not how are you not drooling over that and who's why are you not able to be successful year one it's done in other sports other teams have done it um other coaches have done it from every level to, to little kid. Like, why can't it be the Browns? <laughs> like, why, why does it always the, Cle- the Cleveland the Cleveland lament? Why can't it be the Browns? You know, it feels know. like you, you know, I, I, there's there's a lot of people here in Kentucky that are Browns fans who are like they actually are Cleveland transplants that came down to work at Ford. You well, know, the but you can't so, count Cincinnati people. Those, those are Kentuckians. Those, those, <laughs> We don't. <laughs> we're, we're, we stereotype in the Northeast. Cincinnati, no, that's you're, you're not really on. That's Kentucky. But I know your wife. I know, I know your wife's from the from Cincinnati, and it, she'll she'll probably want to slap me for it. But. Oh well, she loves you anyway. So, but no, you know, any other teams you pull? Like, who's your like Premier League soccer team? You know, I I grew up when I was playing in back in the day in high school and junior high. I always kind of followed um the Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> as they say <laughs> but but now you know maybe michael Keane's on the team i don't know to me i look at it like this anymore um just the skill level of these guys like you can pick one of these teams in the top level even even in third division these teams they'll, they'll, they'll beat a, a premier team and stuff um i mean they're world-class athletes but you'll take a guy you've never heard of that's on the bench or, or let's take a, a world cup in a, in a country and you've never heard heard of any of these guys and it's like take the last guy on the bench that's guaranteed not to see playtime and he's lucky to even make the 23-man roster he would show up in your front yard and blow your mind with right what that's the skill set we're talking about so it's like do i have favorites no you know what i like i like watching good soccer show me good soccer that's right. what i like to watch and it's probably like oh. anything um show me good football i don't want to watch you know, nothing against the USFL and maybe the Canadian League. I mean, these guys are athletes and they're trying, but if I'm tuning in, am I really going to tune into that or am I tuning into the NFL? Yeah, I'm going to tune into the NFL because these gotcha. are world-class athletes. Well, you we know, we have a, a newer a newer program here at the Louisville, F- Louisville FC is a, a minor league soccer team. I think they're the second tier below the MLS, I guess. And yeah. a brand new stadium, you know, big fan base. They've won a couple championships. I think yeah, Charlotte cool. has a team. The Charlotte Eagles, maybe? Um, oh God, uh, independence just not see now you put me on the spot. I should know. And, and what's bad about it is I feel like as a area coach, I should go support it, but there's the independence and now there's the new one. They're taking Memorial stadium, which, you know, and they're right. revamping it. Um, but it's like, man, how can we, how can Charlotte, like, I don't know, fund sponsor. I don't know where the, how do you, for two teams, you know what I mean? Right. And they're, I don't know. Like it. We, we brought a minor league baseball team in and did, you know, it, it's downtown now. You, I don't know if you're aware of it. It used to be in Rock Hill. Right, yeah, I've been to the nights. I've never been to the downtown stadium, no. Yeah, oh, dude, it's it's sweet. Um, but, you know, I've been saying for 20 years, and I'm still going to say it, 
um, until someone finally listens to me. But you know, Charlotte wanted to be. Yeah, you know, I'm from Akron. Akron had a minor league minor league team, the Arrows. I think we we're connect affiliated with maybe uh, the White Sox. Maybe don't don't quote me on that. But it's like, hey, Charlotte's going to get a team. I'm I'm thinking, you know, Queen City, man. We're major league. We got the we got the Panthers. I guarantee you, Charlotte could support a major league. Uh, baseball team. There's no doubt in my mind. I've been saying it for over a decade, probably two decades now. Dude, 70 degrees, and you're in the playoff hunt, and wearing t-shirts. Right. Come on, it don't get much better than that. I'm telling <laughs> you. Um, and think about everyone who's uh, out of. Uh, if you look at the data, they say one out one out of every five people are local Charlotteans. Okay, that means four out of five. And this is stats years ago. Maybe it's a little bit different. But all right, that that means four out of five aren't. All right, where are the four out of five coming from? They're all coming from New York. They're all coming from Pennsylvania. They're coming from Ohio. They're coming from Michigan. Well, guess what? I just named four states that not only have Major League Baseball teams, they have two teams each.、Right. You see what、yeah. I'm saying? So I'm sorry, man. Don't tell me Charlotte wouldn't. So they're like, well, there's no way we wouldn't have a big enough stadium and this and that. Like, I don't know. I think if they really wanted to make it work, they would have made it work. Is it too late now? Probably.、Um, would I support the Knights? Yeah, it's a great experience. You take your family. Charlotte's、yep. a safe city. It's wonderful. Don't get me wrong, but would I have rather saw a Major League Baseball team? Oh, absolutely. My brother lived in Chicago. In the summers, I'd go visit him because you know, no way in hell I'm going to visit him in the winter time. So we'd go and you know, scalp tickets and、uh, you know, drink beer, eat peanuts, watch a Cubs game and. Um, those were great days. You know, we go to the Cleveland Indians games when they give you tickets. I mean, the scalpers would just say, "Please, just go." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they were so bad.、Um, but those were great days. Like I love live baseball, man. And I hate when a game's like wrapped up in like two hours, and you're sitting there and like one one beer deep, and it's like, man, it's like the seventh inning stretch. What the hell? <laughs> Someone better draw an injury or something. Like. It's going by too quick, man. Make it a double header or something. It's a great experience. Like when the、oh, weather is nice. I mean, we used to go to the Canapolis Intimidators games up in Canapolis. You know, a little single A team and you know, Thirsty Thursdays and Ten Cent Wings. And we went to the Knights a few times. And we have one here in Louisville, the Louisville Sluggers, and it's a Reds affiliate. It's the Triple A for the Reds. And I'm not a Reds fan, but everyone here at my house is. So I mean, I watch the Reds because that's what's on TV. And I kind of pull for them. I'm kind of like you with the Browns. I feel so bad for Cincinnati fans. They've just been the Bengals have been bad. The Reds have been bad, you know. So it is what it is. But not like a down year, and、right. then you're rebuilding. Now it's like you go into hibernation for a while, <laughs> give up on winning or something. I don't know what it is. Oh, that's、um, awesome. Hey, hey, to Cincinnati's credit, they got what Joe Burrow. He looks、yeah. great. They have a receiving core. They still got some running backs. They're on the up and up. I'll tell you that that division, that's a solid division, man. That's a that's a tough division. It's you gotta you gotta be loaded at running back. You have to be solid defensively. That's where the Browns are hurt and they can't stop the run if you paid them to.、Um, right. Cornerbacks, it's like we draft these small cornerbacks. That you know Denzel Ward that get hurt. There's this other guy Delpin and and he looked good in college at LSU, but I don't know. Maybe they have a, a maybe they have a, an idea. You know, like ultimately, and I don't know what their final vision is, but. I, I don't know. It seems like I always disagree with many of their picks, and I like Baker Mayfield. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of him only because I have to be, and I root for the underdog typically. And to me, he's the quintessential underdog, overlooked in this, overlooked in that. Made you know was a walk on, and I think in college, didn't he win the Heisman? You know, yeah,、um, right. So, so, so normally, let's say he's not even on the Browns, I would probably root for a guy like that. But the guy I really wanted、um, the Browns to get was.、Um, um, 
the Buffalo's quarterback, um, Josh uh, Allen. I was right. really, really high on him. And honestly, I wish he was leading the Browns. You know, I'll go ahead and say it. Um, but no, I, I like I like the moxie of Baker. I like that they're letting him kind of play, you know, you know, the little the fake, you know, you're a football coach and you know, it's he fakes and he rolls out, you know, and worst case you throw it away and you have another down. Um, but hey, best case you're you're connecting and man, you got a receiving core. Hell, how can you not be striking poses left and right? I still don't understand. The first time they played the Steelers, they didn't run any slant routes, no crossing routes, no no confusion on the defense, and I'm just Dude, I'm a soccer coach. I shouldn't know these things about football. It's like I'm watching this stuff. Like, come on, man. Um, that's good stuff. Sort of like a true Cleveland fan. Always, you know, uh, hope, expect the worst, hope for the best. Or is, is that what it is? Or, or expect the best, hope for the worst. I don't know. You guys are a, 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 a sorted bunch. Last thing, Zach, before I let you go. Yeah, buddy. Give me your Super Bowl prediction. Who's going to be the, not the winner? Who's going to be in the Super Bowl? You can give me the winner if you want, but. Well, I'm just glad it's not New England. <laughs> to be honest, um, and not, nothing against them, uh, <laughs> you know they're solid year in and year out. They're solid, so you got to you got to hand it to teams. You know Pittsburgh, good for them too. Being from Cleveland, I was born born and bred to hate Pittsburgh. You know, but it's like uh, again, maybe some Clevelanders will want to punch me in the face for saying that, but I guess I can look at a big big picture now. Um, hey, good for Pittsburgh. You know they draft well. Um, Heck, their their quarterbacks from Ohio, Miami, right. Oxford. Um, they just draft well and they're just consistent. And it's like I wish Cleveland was like that. So it's like, why why am I going to hate on a team that's success? It's not like they're going out and they're buying success. Like right. maybe in baseball, you can say like maybe the Yankees do and stuff yeah. like that, or even in the Premiership. And you know maybe you could buy success and all that stuff. I appreciate teams that don't. You know. Uh, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, Phil, you know, uh, the Pirates had like the lowest paying roster and they were like the playoffs. I, I respect that. I like stuff like that. Um, but anyway, yeah, back to your point. Um, I really don't know. Um, who, who's even um, who's even the top dogs? Like who's expected to win? Well, KC's number one in the AFC. Yeah. Buffalo's number two. Pittsburgh's three. And then in the, yeah. in the NFC, Packers are number one. New Orleans is number two. Seattle's number three. Yeah, it seems to me the Packers are going to be in there. Um, they're, they're Aaron Rodgers having a heck of a season. Um, yeah, so it makes sense that he's in there. Yeah, I, I would probably say a, a Green Bay KC game. Probably maybe KC pulling one out. You know, 23-20, 27-24, like a close game. Something like that. Um, that would that wouldn't be shocking to me, you know. I got gotcha. you. Hey, what was that one thing you used to always say about Jerry Jones? What what did you used to call him the Antichrist, Jerry Jones? Oh, come on, <laughs> don't throw me another bus like that. I don't don't make me say that. I want to see that giant Megatron screen drop on his head one time. Don't don't make me don't make me actually say that. Oh, he, I won't, like Zach. The, he reminds, he's like the Shelley Marcone of remember remember the movie um, uh, God, what was that movie um. Uh, last Boy Scout. The Last Boy Scout. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's, he's Shelly Marcone. He's the Shelly right. Marcone in the NFL. To me, I mean, maybe I, I got him totally wrong, but I've always thought of him that way. And it's like, the, the more he is unsuccessful, the happier I am. You know, and maybe that's part of part of why, <laughs> like, I just got bad karma with the Browns. Maybe that you know just rubs off. You know, but now yeah, anymore, yeah. I, I really don't care. I hear you. Well, you remember back in the old days, I used to have that said, I had a dream that a plane took off from Dallas with the Cowboys on it. Another plane took off from New York with the Yankees on it. And they crashed in midair over Duke University. So, I mean, you know, there you go. So Who said that? 
I used to say that all the time. I say, thank, thank God I didn't say that. That's <laughs> I know. I that. Um, you know what? Yeah. Anymore, I don't care. It's, it's like New York. I, you know, I always grew up hating, hating the Yankees until I went to New York and I experienced the city. I'm like, you know, I could totally see you, you with your old man. You take the train and you go in, you catch a game, and you'd be hooked for life. You know, it's like. Right. I get it. Boston, the, the I hate the Red Sox, but you go to Boston, you see the history. They still got cobblestone streets and this and that, and the, the tradition. And then you're like, I get it. You know what I mean? So I, I look at things more, more like that. I got a guy that uh, a best friend from high school. You might actually find interesting just because the other guys you had on with their the books and all that stuff. I told you, you know, these guys, these guys are legitimate guys. You got on, and then you put a moron like me on your on your podcast. But my buddy uh, Adam Jones has um, literally been to just about every. Uh, division one mate and then some uh, football stadium um, maybe basketball stadium uh, baseball stadium in the country I mean when I say let, I don't know don't quote me but let's say 200 college teams and, and he's, he's been to probably 195 of the 200 wow. states, like stupid stuff like that like he's got a list that's short of I only have this left to go you know how long my list is you know what i mean right it's been to a lot of things and it's got all this doc documented footage and there's notings and ramblings and he's just been wondering what to do with it and i'm thinking you need to do a podcast well i was just picturing a book this is years ago i'm thinking a book but what would the spin be but yeah maybe you're right maybe maybe some kind of podcast where you just talk about his experience but he knows he's been to, i guarantee you could tell any tradition about alabama and he knows it because he's been there and he learned all about it you know but also he's been to your rival <laughs> auburn who you probably hate right. some of the others and know about all that too so i kind of look at it like that and you go to iowa and the hawkeyes they have a cool thing they do and you go out here and so the more i kind of would talk to him it's like why why, why i hate on these other schools you know, i used to hate on chapel hill until i went there one time when i was uh when i was at the university of akron i went with jones my buddy and uh, he was looking for a place to do a sports internship. He ended up going to University of Virginia doing it. But Chapel Hill was one of his things. I'm like, Chapel Hill, you know, who wants to go there? Well, we had our mountain bikes and we were with his family. So we got to kind of ride around on our bikes and look at the campus. And my mind was blown, dude. It was so nice. Went to the bookstore and just at, I said, a girl working in the bookstore, I said, just out of curiosity, do you, you know, do you go to school here? Yeah, I'm like, what? No, don't mean to be nosy, but what, what are you paying tuition? It was like a third of what I was paying. And I my it was crazy to me, you know what I mean? So it's like the more I, the more I've been a, go, get around, the more I see it's kind of like all these places have cool traditions, um, cool experiences, and you know, I don't know. I've got former students that'll come back, a bunch of NC State guys, and NC State guys are loyal as can be. Like they love their experience there and stuff like that, but they hate Chapel Hill guys, you know. And right. Like there's still that rivalry, which is cool, but it's like I don't get into saying, hey, I've been to both campuses and experience a couple things of both and they're both pretty sweet you know i got um, you but i don't know i don't really have any any rivalries anymore i just kind of let it just let it go it's all pretty good but I, I i would like to see the browns win a couple games once in a while though i hear you brother well zach always a pleasure talking to you and giving a different perspective from you and i will be in touch thanks for reaching or thanks for listening to my podcast thanks for being a guest on it i'm sure we'll have you on again dude yeah cool your podcasts are interesting man i appreciate it bud thanks man uh, Good take care, Bob. Yeah, you too, buddy. Well, there you go, sports fans. Three great stories about fans and the teams that we pull for. 
I want to wish everyone a happy weekend, happy Friday. Enjoy those NFL playoffs tomorrow and Sunday. Enjoy that championship game on Monday. All I have to say is go Steelers and roll tide, go Alabama. I'd like to thank everyone for joining me for Episode 10, Squad Goals, here on Shatzer Says. We have a lot more episodes coming up this spring, so please make sure you check it out. Follow me on Twitter, at Shatzer Says, or you can always email me at MikeShatzer at Yahoo.com. Again, thanks for joining me, and remember, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Bye-bye.